Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hello, chickens. This is the fabulous Adam Richard, and I have a theory. Okay, uh, it is the 70s, uh, John Pertwee is the Doctor, episode one of Frontier in Space, and I have to say, the opening credits on Blu-ray look mega sharp, it's amazing. Alright, we start with the spaceship, oh, it's blurry. Uh, <laughs> after those opening credits, oh, what a change of pace. Um, anyway, there's a spaceship, it's uh, according to the crew who are blathering on and pressing buttons, it's Earth cargo ship C982, um, one of them's getting into his seatbelt while the other one dreams of working on a luxury space liner. Uh, and there's some expository talk about an interplanetary war possibly coming. Uh, draconians have been attacking cruisers. Uh, they're about to enter a hyperspace jump when they spot a ship in hyperspace. And they're like, oh my god, we're going to crash! Let's jump out of hyperspace! It's the TARDIS. Um, they're reporting it. It's a very close call. Like It's a ship like a cube. Uh, they're breathing out quite... They're panting almost. The direction is really interesting. There's like these weird snap zooms and stuff going on. Um, uh, Joe pops out of the TARDIS and she says, I'm never going in that thing again. <laughs> only, only you can manage to almost have a traffic accident in space. And the doctor says he's materialized inside the spaceship to avoid a collision. Uh, Joe looks around and she sees bulk flower. Then she goes to the window and there's a spaceship outside. Uh, she's looking at it and she has this weird moment. There's a weird noise and it goes blurry before it turns back into the spaceship. The doctor pops out of the TARDIS. His red is uh, 
figures and he goes, it must be the 26th century. And she's like, I had a noise and it changed shape. And then she goes, it's coming straight at us. And then she's quite freaked out by that. Um, then we're back on the bridge and the pilots are hearing the same noise that Joe heard. And the spaceship changes to a different spaceship that doesn't look that different really. <laughs> And they go, it's draconians. Uh, one of them sends a report that they're under attack and the other one goes into the other bit of the spaceship to press some buttons. Uh, I don't know what for. Um, the doctor says it looks like they're about to link up and then he over-explains space walks and, you know, airlocks and things. Uh, Joe is, she doesn't care. She's like, yeah, that's great. Uh, the doctor sees um, the uh, crewman and says, oh, uh, how are you? And the man hears the noise really loud in his head and then the doctor transforms into a draconian and on the other side joe sees him the crewman as a drashig uh uh and the noise is still going by the way the the episode before this was carnival of monsters um which had the drashigs they're like they're giant creatures that uh, come out of a swamp and kill people um quite vicious so yeah, it's a it's 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 a moment for Joe. Um, she's only just finished being terrorized by them. Uh, so the draconian on the screen, um, in the like in the on the bridge is on is saying, you know, we're locked on, we're ready to board. Uh, and the doctor has been brought in. He's fascinated by the whole thing. Um, the draconians are going to force entry. So the man at the panel sends word to Earth. Uh, so. Then we get a shot of Earth, and obviously, meanwhile on Earth, there's a draconian and a very glamorous Earth woman with a pan-European accent. Um, and they're having quite the exposition chat about the frontier in space. Oh, we get the title. It's the title, everyone. They've mentioned the title of this episode. Uh, <laughs> there's a frontier in space between their two galactic empires. Um, and then some military guy, who's a general, intervenes in the middle of this uh, expository chat, and she sends him away because he's kind of saying the draconians no you're awful <laughs> um and the draconian reveals that that general once caused a war between draconians and humans because he hates them uh it turns out this draconian is the son of the emperor and they've got sort of that sounds like they've still got a kind of feudal um thing going on in on their planet uh there's obviously a delicate balance between the two races another war is imminent and all of these Cargo ship uh, raids are causing all sorts of difficulties between them. Uh, meanwhile, Joe and the Doctor get locked in a cell, and the Doctor's about to get at his sonic screwdriver, and Joe's like, oh, put that away, there's bolts. <laughs> and then she wants to know why the crew keep calling them dragons. Like, why do they keep saying that we're dragons? And the Doctor's like, well, that's obviously how they see us, as draconians. And then he says, dragons is... Um, an he calls it an unfortunate nickname, uh, which we would call now a racial slur. Um, <laughs> the, the, the sound apparently is what made Joe see what she fears the most. Uh, and he, the doctor said it's ultrasonics uh, stimulating the fear centers of the brain. It's quite simple. It should fade eventually. Um, and Joe's wondering why anyone would go to that much effort. Um, and so then she's like, we have to get out. Uh, I can see the TARDIS from where we are. Um, the crew, meanwhile, are buzzing out another emergency signal, uh, just bashing away at their little console there. And they say that the Draconians are like, we're coming through. And they're like, but they, they won't get through in a hurry. The airlock is made of duralinium. Oh, well, that 
that's fine then. Uh, meanwhile, on Earth, there's a news report about the attack on the Earth cargo ship. Uh, the glamorous president tells that general, she's like, I thought, I thought I ordered a complete blackout. And he goes, well, the news services have their own sources. By the way, the news is on a whole wall. Like, it's massive. And I'm like, oh, have they been to my house <laughs> here in the future where my television is almost like the size of an entire wall, yet I'm watching old 70s TV on a, in a small square. Um <laughs> And uh, also, it's in the future because the newsreader is black, um, which obviously is quite normal in the future. But in 1970, what was this? Was this 73, 74? Like, that would have been a weird thing. Um, So, yeah. uh, Although I thought they did have a couple of black newsreaders back then. Maybe I'm imagining things. Yeah. Anyway, so uh, the general says, you know, oh, she's like, he's like, we've sent out the rescue ship, but, uh, you know, they're, all they're going to find is dead men in a gutted ship. He's clearly not happy. Next we see Ogrons. Oh, or Ogrons. Um, no, I like calling them Ogrons. <laughs> <laughs> they're cutting through the door of the cargo ship. Uh, the the doctor reverses the polarity in his sonic screwdriver inside the cell, so it becomes a powerful magnet, and he slides the bolts across. Oh, amazing. Um, and just as they open the door, the man, uh, the crewman with the gun arrives to use them as hostages, and the doctor's like, oh, how embarrassing. Good afternoon. He shuts the door back in his face. Um, they get dragged off. Uh, and they're... <laughs> the other crewman's like, you know, we've got your boarding party here. And he goes, we can't be the boarding party. Like, they're boarding now. Um, it's it's very strange. Uh, then uh, the the Ogrons come in. They shoot one crewman. And the doctor, oh, my God. Joe's freaked out and looks up at the creepy Ogron. Ogron. <laughs> um, I don't know why. I, I've always called them Ogrons. <laughs> Uh, meanwhile, on Earth, the general says there are anti-draconian riots in various cities. And in Los Angeles, they burned an effigy of the president. Mm, she doesn't look happy about that. Um, I hope she was wearing something glamorous when they burned it. Uh, <laughs> meanwhile, the rescue ship is boarding the Earth vessel. Uh, the doctor's waking up. Joe's been locked up in the cell again. Um uh, so the doctor opens the door, goes in and sits down in the cell and he goes, oh, that was a neuronic stun gun. I wonder why we weren't killed. Uh, the Ogrons took the cargo and the TARDIS and threw Joe in the cell. Uh, and the doctor thinks, look, it's it's more than than just them. Because he's like, the sound is too sophisticated for Ogrons. Uh, and Joe says, look, the last time we met them, they were working for the Daleks. Do you think it's the Daleks? And he's like, oh, not necessarily. They're hired mercenaries. They'll work for anyone. Um, <laughs> uh, they find the stunned crew and the fact that the airlock's been repaired. Um, the doctor's like, well, that's courteous for Ogrons. Uh, and uh, there's a message being broadcast from a battle cruiser that they're approaching. So the doctor goes to the bridge and talks to the battle cruiser and they're going to lock on. Meanwhile, Joe's helping the crew and the military people arrive from the battle cruiser. And when the crew have woken up, they're like, oh, dragons attacked. And then these guys, uh, well, they must be stowaways who help the Draconians and they're traitors. So then guns are aimed at Joe and the Doctor and then it's end credits. Oh, 
this is all very, very exciting, um, even though it's mostly exposition. <laughs> it's like that first episode of Loki. <laughs> Where they spent an entire episode doing everything that was just in the trailer. <laughs> you got it. Like, first episode is also always a lot of exposition, especially in a six-parter. All right. Our next episode will be The Frontier in Space, episode two. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.